0: We're continuing Sefer Yoshua. We're going back. See Moshe, we did already Yoshua, Shoftim, Shmuel Aleph, Shmuel Bet together. Okay, now we're going back. Sefer Yoshua. We're going to do a few more psukim and then we're going to jump to the parasha because I have a very, very, very interesting thing about the parasha today. What did we get up to last time? So, so far in the book, we introduced Yoshua as the next leader of B'nai Israel. We saw his backstory, where he came, what we know about him from the Torah. It makes sense that he would be the general that leads the people into, into Israel. Because he's more of a warrior type. He's given a lot of encouragement, and then he he talks to Ruven, Gad, and and the tribes that they made a deal with Moshe about staying on the other side of the Jordan River. He tells them, You have to keep your deal. They say, 100% we're going to keep our deal. Just as long as you stay in the way of Moshe, we're going to keep our deal, which is a very good thing because the fact that they're committing to a promise they made to Moshe and they're sticking to it in the time of Yoshua means that they see Yoshua in a similar light as Moshe. Okay? And then what was next? And then Yoshua sends hello. Uh, and then Joshua sends uh, messengers or he sends spies to go into the land of Israel. They go and they spy out Eretz Yericho. they go and send the city of Yericho, which is northeast of Jerusalem, and it's very, very close to the Jordan River. So if you go, there's a road I think it's called Krishiachad or K'vish Tishim. Which one goes on the east eastern I think side? K'vish Echad. Kfish, Kfish goes all the way all along the, way. the Jordan River yeah. On the east of Israel And if you go up that road You go from Yerushalayim up Kfish Akhar all the way to the north It goes all the way, it goes to the Kinner If you go, you'll see one of the first cities You see on the way is iriho And that's going to be right to the left of On the street, okay So he sends his people to Yiricho And uh, they, they came to the house of Rahav And Rahav helps them And she protects them and she does it for her own benefit because she strikes a deal with them that says that if whenever you guys come to destroy the city, please take care of me and my family. Do not destroy me and my family. They say, okay, fine. But you have to tie this red ribbon to your window. And if there's anybody else who hears about this, yeah. we're not going to keep the deal, the, the, our, the deal is over because then everybody could just tie a red ribbon to their window. And Amishat will get confused and they won't know what to do. So she helps them out. She uh, protects them and everything. And they get, get back to Yoshua and they give him the good news that everybody is terrified of us and we are in excellent position, okay? Now, we did the beginning of chapter 3 when Yoshua gets up and they uh, they come to the Jordan River and he tells the people that it's time for them uh, to cross the Jordan River and he says, stay away from the Aron. You remember this part? Keep away from the Aron a certain distance so that you can have, so you could all see the Aron as wherever the Aron is going then you will follow the Aron. Okay, so he tells them that. And then he tells them, prepare because tomorrow... He says to the people, prepare because tomorrow God is going to do miracles in Am Yisrael, in the people he's going to do for you guys, he's going to do miracles. And Yeshua says to the Kohanim, and this is where I think we stopped. Yeshua says to the Kohanim, carry the Aaron of the Berit and go before the people. And they carried the Aaron and they went before the people. And that's where we got up to, that Am Yisrael wants to cross the Jordan River. And the Aaron is going to be leading the way for them. The Aron, the Aron of Berit is going to be leading the way to cross the Jordan River with them. Okay? And that's where we got up to. So now the significance of the crossing of the Jordan River is going to be very important because what happened when God split the Red Sea for Am Israel? What, what was the Am Israel's reaction to God splitting the Red Sea? Bayaminu Badonai uv Moshe Avdo. They they believed in God and in Moshe, his servant. That kind of like put the stamp of approval and of commitment of Am Yisrael to Moshe. Which means the crossing of the Jordan River is going to be an excellent opportunity for Yahushua to benefit in the same way. That they're going to believe in God and they're going to believe in Yeshua. Because the Jordan River... Now a very interesting thing about the Jordan River. If you go today... There are going to be very many places in the Jordan River that you could, you're going to say, what is this? I could just cross by foot. Mm -hmm. It's not such an intense stream. You know, you could swim across it. It's not such a big thing. The Jordan River actually is 90% less than it used to be due to modern irrigation. Not not in a a bad way. Now we direct a lot of the water from the Kinneret, we direct it for, for use for the country. And because of that, the Kineret, which is the source. So the way, the way the water system in Israel works is the Khermon is the north of Israel. That's where there are mountains. And the peaks of the mountains are always snowy. If you want to go ski, skiing, you go to the Khermon, right? In the summer, the mountains, they begin to melt. And a lot of the snow melts and goes into the Kineret. Okay? Then the Kinneret, at the bottom, it forms into the beginning of the Jordan River. And that Jordan River, by the way, Yarden, is the Shoresh Yud Resh Dalid, because it's Yored, comes all the way down from Mm -hmm. the Kinneret, all the way down to the Dead Sea. Mm -hmm. And then the Dead Sea is the recipient of the water that originated in the Kinneret. Now today, because we use so much of the water of the Kinneret, for modern uses, 90% of the flow of the Jordan River has been diminished. So if you go to the Jordan River today, it's not going to be so intense. But back then, you could imagine, it was a heavy-duty river with a very, very heavy flow. It would be impossible for people to cross, okay? So, they, uh, so think about so it in those things. Like so crossing, now this is going to be a miracle. It's going to take a miracle because there's no... Human beings would not be able to cross it successfully, okay? Alright, and, and so what, what, and what is it all going to look like? The Kohanim are going to be carrying the Aron, they're going to be in front. They're going to go ahead, and Am Yisrael has to follow them as they cross the Jordan River. So that's the imagery we have in our heads. Okay. Now we're going to pasuk Zion of chapter three, and we're going to read until the end of the chapter uh, of them crossing the Jordan River. God said to Yoshua, "This day I'm going to make you great in Am Yisrael. I'm going to glorify you in Am Yisrael. That they will know that just like I was with Moshe, I will be with you as well." Why? Why does it work like that? Why does it work that Am Yisrael is going to see Yoshua as greater now, and they're going to see him as being the continuity of Moshe? Because he's getting the same miracle that Moshe got. Moshe got the splitting of the Red Sea. Yehoshua is getting the splitting of the Jordan River. Okay? Now you, Yoshua, should command the Kohanim, those who carry the Berit, the Arona HaBerit, mm-hmm. tell the Kohenim that they should take the Aaron, and when they get into the Yarden, they should put their feet in the Yarden. They should stand inside the Yarden River, in the Jordan River. Okay? Passive tip. So, Yoshua says to B'nai Israel, Come over here. And hear the word of Hashem your God. Now, Olam just told Yoshua to tell the Kohanim to go stand in the Jordan River. Now, Yoshua wants to prepare the nation. This is how you will know that there is a living God amongst you. And that He's going to conquer from before you all of these nations that are in Israel. Okay? what will you know? How will you know that God is living God before you and that He's going to help you conquer these people? Because of the miracle that you're about to see. The Aaron of the Berit, who is the, the, uh, the master of the whole earth of God, Overlif Nachhembayaden will go before you in the Yaden, the Aaron will go before you. The attack Asar Ish Israel, And in the meantime, just prepare twelve men from Bene Israel, one man per tribe. What are they going to be doing? What are these twelve men? We don't know yet. And we're going to the, the Pasuk the Pasuk's going to uh, pause on that issue on what these 12 men are going to do, until after, okay? And then, wait until the quanim their feet go into the Aron, uh, they go, sorry, the ones who carry the Aron will go into the river. Then, the waters of the Yarden are going to be cut. Those waters that are coming from up high, from on top, from the Kinneret, they're going to stop. Now, it's a little bit different from the miracle in the Red Sea, because the Red Sea miracle was a standing body of water. It required water to be pulled in both directions. The Yardin is a river, so it just requires water to stand in one pillar on the top, right? The northern half should stop, and then it should give room for Bene Israel to cross. Okay? And it was when the people left, their tents to cross the Jordan. Mm-hmm. The Koanim that were carrying the Aaron were before the people. Mm-hmm. The waters of the Jordan River were full. They were full to the brim until the, the the banks were full. All of the days of the harvest, which is the time when the waters from the Khermon in the mountains, they melt because okay. the harvest is in the summer. Oh, okay, so, so it was, it was around was the summertime, the highest, or around maybe around the Pesach time, whatever it was. Peak, peak. It was a peak. It was the peak time of the Jordan River's the flow because time. it was in the summer when the waters of the chamon fill up the Kineret and the waters flow into the Jordan River. Okay, and it was when the uh, the Qanim came, the waters that were coming from the top, they stood in one pillar, very far from the people very far from Am Yisrael. They didn't even approach Am Yisrael. They stopped at a place that was next to the city Asher Mitzad Sartan. There's a city called Sartan. I don't know where that city is today. Maybe if you go, I'm sure there's some city today that's called Sartan in Israel. You know of any city called Sartan? No. Okay. The waters that go until the, the Yama Melach, they stopped. And the people passed. Near or across from Yericho. Okay? So just to understand the, the, the imagery, let's yep. say map or something to show I, I maybe, honestly. Perfect. Oh perfect. Okay. So look at this map. First, they come from here, right? Yeah, they came they came they came from down here. They came okay. from down here. And then they went Where's all the Yamsouf? Yamsuf is not in this picture. Okay. That's on the south. So then they went to Lebanon? And, uh, then, to no. they and then they to came Jordan? around, they crossed through the desert and they uh, came around here and they ended up Jordan. standing right here in Jordan, Jordan. in modern day Jordan. Jordan. This area over here is where R- R- Ruven, Gad and Hatsim Menasheh took their portion. Okay. Hmm. They modern day Jordan. This is the Kinneret. Mm-hmm. This is where Israel where gets its water from, today. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this whole thing is the Jordan River. Now I read something very interesting last night about the Jordan River. You see how jagged it is. You see how Chris. You know. Mm-hmm. You see how much is going back and forth. Yeah. The Jordan River, apparently, if you look from here to there, is let's say I don't know how many kilometers. Okay, let's say uh, I, don't know, five, I don't know how many kilometers is 30 it. Thirty How it took me. Th- three hours to drive it, going 600 kilometers an hour, three to 500 kilometers or something. Right? Make sense? Uh, no, no, so no. It's not that big. Because if you, it say three hours took you... It took me three hours, and I was going, like, oh, no, no. you average average miles. speed of 100 kilometers, let's say. So, no, so... It's 7,200 miles. Okay, oh, that's my, it. My, Whatever it is. Okay. The, the length of the actual yeah. Jordan River is three times as long because of how crisscrossy it is. So if you were to take the Jordan River and stretch it out, Much it becomes longer. three times uh, as long as the distance it, yeah. between the Yom Kineret and, and the Alamela. Because it goes in lot. Yeah. Okay. okay. Ami was standing here, that on is. this side of the Jordan River. Okay. The waters stopped somewhere up here, next to a city called Sartan. And they crossed right to their... So they're standing right next to Yericho. You see? Okay. So if you go today, there's a city Yericho. Yeah. Okay. All right. Everybody understand? Yeah. Good. All right. And then the, the Koanim, they went and they stood in the jo- in the Jordan River. The water split again. And all of Am passed in front of them. So they passed the Aron. They passed the people, the Koanim, And they crossed the Jordan River. And the Koanim remained in the Jordan River until all of Amisrael finished passing. Okay, and that's how Amisrael got across the Jordan River into Eretz Israel. So now you have the Koanim standing in the Jordan River. Am Yisrael is all in front of them in Eretz Israel proper. As the Koanim stopped and they okay. The Kohenim stopped in the river. Am Yisrael passed until all of Amisrael went through, and then the Kwanim, It It's actually funny. Midrashim would say the Koanim then the levitated above the Jordan River. And came over to Amisrael I don't know what the Midrash means But there's a Midrash that says That they then The Arun then carried them And flew them over wow. Back in front of Amisrael If anybody knows The interpretation of that Midrash It's, uh, it's an interesting one Okay uh, Should we continue Or you want to stop there? We have a lot yeah. to do on yeah. the yes. Where were the enemies? The enemies Where will they... see They're coming oh, they they're, this, is, this is still mm. uninhabited land Look like Even today it's uninhabited Frankly If you look From who is it? They weren't running, but once they cross the river, we are already in Israel, right? Once they cross the river, they're in Israel. Israel, but are is people no. living there. No, right? there Not are yet. people yeah, living. Yeah. There are people living in this red dot in Eirichol, right here. K- K- where did this they is go? the first city where we went right across? K- nah, Mujaniz, It's far. It's far. You, it's, it's a distance. The city is a walled city. Everybody stays inside the city. Mm-hmm. You know, even today, if you go, if you go on that Kfish echad we're talking about, mm-hmm. and you drive, it goes along the Jordan River. So you'll see, you'll see a sign that says Jericho, but you won't be able to see the actual city. It's far. It's far. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right. Yeah, uh, I don't think that many Jews are living in the area. Just no, like, no, no. Just certain... Uh, Look, technically... Is here. All of this area... I was looking for you. I was looking for you. Today, all this area is... You know what that means? So, within any of the lands that were conquered... Any of the lands that were conquered in the Six-Day War, which is... You know what was conquered in the Six-Day War? Everybody knows? Huh? So all the lands that were conquered in the Six-Day War were... Here, let me actually show you. Okay? They're now... I can tell you. <laughs> it's called Yehuda v'shumron. Okay? Yehuda v'shumron is basically the whole eastern half of the, of the country of Israel, the state of Israel. Okay? So if you look, it doesn't have here. But if you look, let's say... When, when before the Six-Day War, what was considered Israel, this top part over here, yeah. a no, little no, sliver over here, no, no yeah. the sliver opened up into half of Yerushalayim, not including the old city, yeah. just half of Yerushalayim. It came back out, and then over here, and then the whole south we had. Okay, Which means, the middle part over here, and the top part over here on the east of Israel, all... We conquered in the Six Day War Before yeah. that They had given them To the Arabs As part of the partition plan So West Bank Now today It's called the West Bank Why is it called it's the West Bank Why there. is it called the West Bank The West Bank Of the Jordan River Right a river has two banks The East Bank And the West Bank So we're referring to The West Bank Of the Jordan River Right Alright So now <coughs> Why is that a problem For Am Israel That all of this land Is That we only had and Before the Six Day War We only had the whole Western <laughs> half of the country because realistically, nothing on the western half of the country has any significance. Tanakh. doesn't have any any significance from the Tanakh. Mm. We don't have... These cities are not mentioned in Tanakh. What are the cities that are mentioned in Tanakh? Shechem is one. That's in the north. Mm. hebron which is where Avram and thing lived. And Yerushalayim. These are the main places. Shechem, hebron and These are the places that have the most significance in the entire Tanakh for Am Israel. And all of them were part of the thing. So now, when Am Israel conquered... All of this land in the Six Day War, they were never annexed. They annexed Yerushalayim and they annexed parts of like the thing, the Galilee up here that was done recently. Yes. But they never annexed the whole area that was, you call Yehuda and today. That whole area that's, and then what happened is that the parts that they didn't annex were controlled by military rule. And the parts that they did control, like Tel Aviv and everything on the west, is controlled by Medinati Israel proper. Okay, Now they became a division between the parts that are under military rule and the parts that are Israel proper, meaning Medinat Israel proper, and they're divided by what's called the green line, the Kav HaYarok. Okay? So everything that's over the green line... Now, you could go, you won't even realize half the time when you're driving in an area which is over the Green Line. You won't realize. And it's beautiful. Some of the most beautiful areas in Israel are over the Green Line. And it's safe because the military does a good job protecting it. But this is where all of the the dispute is. Now, they call it today disputed territories. Whatever, you know, let them call yeah, it. Where, yeah. is it yeah. The, yeah. The, where is the dispute? Where is the disputed here, territories? Is West Bank. Here, right? in the West yeah. Bank, yeah. It's West Bank. Right. You, if you see, let's say... I drove there. Yeah, yeah and you, you, and you and could. Uh, could. Uh, the then you're probably me? It was it's all it's yeah. all uh, and you the you see all these Arabs they mm-hmm. producing yeah. a, So look there's also a much higher dates. concentration of Arabs in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not as densely concentrated with Jews. And, doing and that's or, where yeah. a lot of the people who are called Mitnahlim, the people who go and they settle, the settlers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Settlers are people that live in these areas. Okay, live maybe like happens to be it's the, there, there. There. It's, it's the most beautiful cities in Israel are it's the most beautiful lifestyle and the people Perfect. there are amazing it's, it's like i've a lot of my friends would live in the thing we would go to the we houses know, for shabbat yeah. oh it's so if you want to enjoy nature it's quiet it's not a city it's not a city it's people they make communities on mountains yeah. and we it's houses to. and they have room they have yards Talon and it's like yeah we, we went to a few of them we uh, then even even like there some american ones like, <coughs> like Technically, Efrat is in... It's in the, quote-unquote, disputed territories, right? So the whole uh, Gush Etzion region in the south of Jerusalem, Most beautiful... You go to a place called... Um, where is that place where Rabbi Stavsky used to live? I, Rabbi Stavsky lives. Uh, uh, Nevedanir. Oh, the most beautiful place. Most beautiful. Even the place where I studied, Male Adumim. Male is, is gorgeous, mm-hmm. right? All right. So that's a little bit of the background of the State of Israel. I don't know how we got on to that topic. Now I guess we'll continue with this for Yoshua next week. Okay, so this week all we did is that Amissael they crossed the Jordan River. How did they cross the Jordan River? The Koanim stepped in the river, the water stopped, and Amishel crossed. In the meantime, Yoshua told twelve men that they have to be prepared. We did not hear what they have to be prepared for yet, but we will get to that next week. Amen, amen, amen.